Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on everyone? Welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now today I've got for you one of the most crazy entitled parent stories I've ever come across. This takes place a couple of years ago back when COVID was absolutely rife. It's a tragic story involving a husband refusing to take his dying wife to the hospital. Ultimately, as you can tell by the title, that sadly results in her death. But then when a GoFundMe is set up for her funeral after that, he continues on his tirade trying to steal the money from that fundraiser. But before we get into that story, guys, first of all, I want to give you an update about a fundraiser of my own. As I mentioned in the past couple of videos, guys, I'm delighted to say that I'm running the London Marathon in just a couple of months and raising money on behalf of kids, an amazing charity, which as you can see, gives disabled children a brighter future. Now, I have a goal of £2,000 and I said in yesterday's episode that if we hit that, I will make one special YouTube video in full Karen attire. That's makeup, a wig, a dress. It's going to be messy, but I think you guys are going to love it. I also said that in each and every episode from now on, I'm going to be giving a shout out to literally anyone who donates, no matter how much money, big or small. As you can tell from yesterday's episode, we've gained another 200 pounds or so. Amazing. Guys, thanks so much. Let's get on to the shout outs now. So, Ray and Nicole, who just donated 29 minutes ago at the time of recording, our family will be cheering for you during the marathon. Thanks so much. Pam says, Donation in memory of my late husband. He loved children. Best of luck from across the pond in Canada. Amazing. Pam, thank you so much. We've got some more donations from Anonymous, from Shadow, from Tasha, from Ravenholm Zombie, Arlo, go to that run, mate. Support from Straya. That is very cool. Another anonymous donation for $100. I wish you'd put your name so I could thank you, but whoever you are, that is incredible. And then we've got Joanne, another anonymous who's been a fan of me since 2018. Despite the fact that I started posting in 2019, I'll allow that because you've donated to an amazing charity. So fair enough. And then finally, Cynthia. Best of luck to you. I love that you're doing this for the kids. Cynthia and everyone else who's donated in the past day, Thank you so much. So guys, if you want to shout out in an episode, if you want to be up on screen, if you want me to wear full Karen makeup, wig and dress for a special video, then yeah, donate to this page. The link is down in the description, in the pinned comment. It's everywhere. It's an amazing cause. It's going to make me feel amazing as well as thousands of other people who really need your help. So yeah, go ahead. Let's get to this goal and get me in a wig. With that being said, let's get into today's episode. Entitled father wanted to benefit from killing my mother. It's been one year, four months, one week, and four days since my mum passed due to COVID. Even sharing this now, I'm having a hard time, but I'm hoping that letting it out will help with grieving. When she first tested positive while working at the VA Northern California Healthcare System in Oakland, I told my father to take my mum to be seen by a doctor and to get her help. She passed away eight days later. 
She never told us how bad it was just for us to stay away so we don't get COVID from her. My father is a Navy veteran, medically and mentally ill, and he's a Trump supporter who drank bleach literally. He threatened to divorce her if she got vaccinated with the mark of the beast and adamantly told his children that we will all die from the vaccine. During her last days, she'd reached out to my father's siblings to beg them for help, convincing him to take her to the hospital or for them to take her. The morning before she passed, his sister was able to convince him to take her. She lost consciousness when she arrived and was immediately admitted to the ICU. She passed away a couple of hours later on the 9th of October, 2021 at 12.28 p.m. in room 242, ICU2H4. How terribly sad. I'm so sorry for your loss, OP. I contacted the funeral home to make arrangements, gave my apartment to my youngest sister, and moved back in to take care of my father. I then arranged and coordinated to have a funeral in America and her home country simultaneously, so that her family who weren't able to come to America could still attend. My aunts deserved to see their sister buried. That was non-negotiable. My mum's friends started a GoFundMe, which funded her celebration of life both in America and in her home country. My father has a lot of health and mental issues. My mum was his primary caregiver. When I moved in, I took care of him physically, mentally, and financially. I made sure he ate, took his meds, didn't shoot himself with my mum's guns that he made her buy because he couldn't qualify to get his own, and paid all of our family bills. That's food, gas, mortgage, car notes, electricity, water, cell phone bills, just to name a few. I also financed our youngest sister's living and school expenses while she finished nursing school, all while I'm trying to maintain my own bills and household. During that time, my father felt more entitled than he already did. He wanted to tell me what to do, but admits that he doesn't know what he's doing when I do exactly what he says to show him it won't work or doesn't work that way. He also wanted me to pay for everything by myself while he had over $5,000 in income every month on top of what my parents had in savings for a rainy day, which was substantial. There were several straws that broke the camel's back per se. Aside from wanting me to do as I'm told, but wanting me to take care of everything he's unable to in his grief, he kept pushing the issue of cutting off my youngest sister. He insisted that she is an adult and should be able to take care of herself if she would have made better decisions. This coming from the same adult who's not able to take care of himself due to long-term alcohol abuse. I've tried over and over again to explain that our mum was generous enough to have supported my brother and I and that we wouldn't be where we are in life without her support. Because my sister is much younger than us, she did not get the opportunity to receive the same amount of support that we did, and she deserves to. She wasn't working at the time and only had several months left of nursing school before graduating. I'm very proud of her. The next straw that broke the camel's back was when I had asked a transition from me paying all of his bills to using his own income to pay for his own bills instead of just hoarding as much as he could. That's when everything went downhill fast. He argued that I'd have money if I didn't support my sister. I argued that he has his own money to use that he's not currently using while I pay for everything. He said he'd pay me back if I give him an itemized list of bills that I paid for, which I gave him a copy of several times, but I never saw a dime. Not that I was expecting anything. I just wanted to give him what he asked for so he couldn't say that I didn't. I told him I couldn't continue supporting him and that I needed help paying their bills. He asked about the GoFundMe donation and told me to use that to continue paying for everything. I tried explaining to him how much was donated and how much was spent on funeral expenses. 
He exploded. We were at the top of the stairs when he started yelling inches from my face that the donations were for him and that I had no right to use it. And in his rage, he almost hit me like he used to do frequently when I was a child. He forgot that I was an adult now and that he's not as strong as he used to be. Short of me throwing him off the balcony, my now husband stepped in to remind my father that there was no way in heck he'd sit back and watch him hit or beat me like he wanted to. We moved out days later. That same month, he reported to the bank that my mum has passed and they closed her accounts he then called the police to report that i cleaned out her accounts before closing them and stole thousands of dollars after a long investigation by the police they had the bank explain to him that the accounts were closed by him when he reported that she'd passed and that they've sent out a check to him in the amount of what was in all of the accounts he then reported my car that was under his name stolen After yet another long investigation, the police concluded with video and testimonial evidence from the dealership that the car was not stolen and that he'd bought the car with the intention of having me drive it. Shortly after, I got into a car accident, unrelated, that totaled the car, which he got a check for from the insurance company because it was under his name. I've since bought my own car without his help in any way, shape or form. When none of his police reports panned out, he resorted to calling my job to have me fired. He told them I was using drugs. I worked with special education students and was routinely drug tested. When he started showing up to the school, I was let go because he's made it an unsafe situation for any students to be exposed to. He then started showing up to my apartment to break into my car and leave things on my front door to let me know he came by. He attempted to break in once, but my dogs prevented him from entering intact. We've since moved to another city and he no longer knows where we live. I've cut off all communications with him. I've since gotten married and given birth. Family members and my mum's friends keep asking if my father has met my child or if he knows he's a grandfather. My mum shouldn't have allowed an abusive alcoholic around her children. I will not allow him to be around mine. Oh my goodness me. What a sad start to this episode. I just feel like completely devoid of everything when I read stories like this. Just so tragic to think that your mum's life, I don't even want to say is likely to have been saved is very likely to have been saved if she'd gone to hospital as soon as she started feeling poorly we've seen the stats right i'm sorry we have if you get to a hospital and you have covid even back then your chances of survival were obviously way more increased than if you didn't go and it's your own dad's negligence that has stopped your mum from being around right now and look i get it he has some issues fine everyone's got issues it doesn't mean you stop someone who is really horribly ill from going to hospital i'm sorry it just doesn't that's not an excuse i will say that it's great to hear that now things are going well for you and you have your own family and you've cut that horrific man off however i can't get over the fact that your dad has literally killed your mother and you're gonna have to live with that forever it's so sad best of luck to you and your family in the rest of your life Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Now for our next entitled parent story and unfortunately guys this one is not much better than the first My mother-in-law tried to stop my wife's life-saving treatments Allow me to introduce you to my late mother-in-law. I'll call her carol for the sake of variety Though i've heard many stories about her for the most part i'll stick with things that i witnessed myself there are enough of them i don't think carol ever met a new age concept that she didn't like her express goal was to synthesize all religion science and mysticism into a unified whole all of it to this end she amassed a large collection of books and stranger objects from her travels with a special focus on healing her library had volumes about vibration manipulation curative trampolining homeopathic color therapy and on and on i'm not joking or exaggerating here her shelves had lots of admittedly pretty mineral crystals along with bottles of magic goddess essence water evaporated away and bogus radon protectors powered by diagrams of geometric figures her favorite book based on the number of annotations and sticky notes was hundreds of pages of word salad about spiritual beings from the star Archturus. That's Arcturus, spelled with an H because of an H-bar, which is Planck's constant from physics. Except that Planck's constant is denoted by H, and H-bar is H, the reduced Planck's constant. It's important to get these details right when you're dealing with spiritual beings, guys. Her pentagonal home was custom-built around an energy vortex that she discovered in the coastal peaks of British Columbia. What an intro. Off the rip, let's just say this. This woman sounds interesting. Right then, Carol's parenting was, how shall I put this, more darkly eccentric. She was physically and emotionally abusive to her children. Well, all the fun and weird stuff lasted for about two seconds. One still has some pencil lead embedded in his hand from when she stabbed him because she wasn't satisfied with his piano practice. She attacked one with a kitchen knife. She started shaming her daughter, later my wife, as soon as she grew breasts, for growing breasts. So she forced her daughter to wear two large bathing suits with the apparent intention of making said breasts look smaller by contrast, but with the actual effect that there were wardrobe malfunctions. She was ashamed that her daughter went into medicine and became a noted specialist, rather than supporting her own non-traditional medical work. I wonder why her daughter went into medicine. You know, science. I really wonder why. My wife got the heck out at age 17 and moved across the country to go to university. For most of the time after that, she went relatively low contact. Again, I really wonder why. A decade ago, my wife suffered from a surgical error, which resulted in abdominal sepsis and asked me to call her mother. That made me understand just how deathly serious the situation was. I was to call in the family for what might be the last time. I hadn't grasped that her life was truly at risk until that point. Nothing less would have induced her to try to get her mother to visit. To her credit, Carol hurried out for what was supposed to be a couple of weeks. It was expected that in that time, my wife would either be dead or on the road to recovery. Carol stayed in our home and at first things didn't go too badly. For the most part, we just didn't talk about the treatments that my wife was undergoing. Carol did, though, express concern about the antibiotics that were being given, since, according to her own views, antibiotics did nothing but harm. But a couple of weeks stretched into a couple of months, and Carol became harder to live with. She was angry when I stroked my wife's hair with my hand because I was blocking the energy from her chakra. She started blaming me for having somehow caused the nausea that the bot surgery was supposed to cure. I drove her out to pick up a magical concoction of essential oils on the condition that she checked with one of the doctors before applying them. 
I pointed out that if the mixture had the power to heal, then it also had the power to cause harm, which Carol denied. When we got back to the hospital, I nabbed one of the residents when we reached my wife's floor to ask about that. Carol became furious about it and was clear that she had no intention of talking with the doctors. At home, she became more abusive to me. She was claiming that I was abusing my wife by not letting her have her things in the house. At that point, I lost my temper. That's the first time that I'd yelled at a person in literally a couple of decades. I told her that almost everything in sight was actually her daughter's, displacing my stuff. The sofas, the piano, tables and chairs, the bookshelves, and the electronics. The shelves for the CDs and DVDs were mine, but half the contents were hers. Carol wanted to know if I would be continuing the herbal remedies after she left, and I told her that that was up to my wife. I'd continue them if she wanted, I'd stop them if she preferred. Carol screamed that I was abusing my wife by following her own wishes rather than her mother's. On the night before Carol was finally supposed to be heading out, I was restless. That particular nightmare was about to end, but my wife was still quite ill. I got to thinking about that essential oil mixture, which included both oil of cloves and oil of cinnamon. Those are both strongly irritating if left on the skin and carol had been painting my wife's feet with the stuff Her feet were apparently the correct energy points to draw out the infection I went online and found the manufacturer's instructions Which specified that the oil needed to be significantly diluted with some neutral oil if it was going to be applied to the skin Carol hadn't even been using this stuff properly. Well, that explained why the skin on my wife's feet was yellow and starting to peel But carol was furious when I calmly pointed out the problems that she was creating out of ignorance A few days after carol left my wife took a turn for the worse and had to go back into the intensive care unit And I dreaded the phone call that I had to make not because of the bad news But because I anticipated how carol would react and she didn't disappoint If you really loved her you'd put her back onto the herbal oil and stop the antibiotics You know perfectly well. They don't do a dang lick of good At which point I hung up. I had other things to worry about. My wife pulled through after months in hospital and three stays in ICU. She's still in poor health. I told her that I was putting my foot down. Under no circumstances was her mother welcome under my roof again. She'd grossly abused her privilege as a house guest. I didn't care about the family custom that family members were always welcome to stay as guests. I would not stay under the same roof as her mother. Having heard my stories and based on her own experiences, my wife agreed. A few years ago, Carol died, much as she had lived. She was diagnosed with metastasized lung cancer. Although she did undergo some real medical therapies, she relied mostly on her quack remedies. Poor, poor twig powder, whey protein, immune boosters, and the like. The usual stuff that ethics-free swindlers pawn off on desperate sufferers. She firmly believed that all the little white spots on her lung x-rays were a good sign and that her rapid weight loss indicated that her boosters were draining the cancer away. If there's some existence after death, I hope she came to appreciate all of the harm that she did in life. Except... A couple of nights after she passed away, I was driving from the hospital back to the Energy Vortex house. The rental's car navigation device suggested a shorter route than I'd taken to get there. But that route turned into a back road, into a rough road in the hills, into a track through the forest, and in pitch darkness apart from my headlights, over a rocky bump and directly into a tree trunk. Luckily, I was traveling slowly and I stopped in time. As I paused, shaken, I got to wondering if there might be something to Carol's worldview after all, and if her vengeful spirit might have possessed the GPS device, making one last try at killing me. 
And there we go. To be honest, guys, stories like this, as much as they are kind of fun a little bit and like it's funny to laugh at someone like carol because she is so stupid it does make me feel a little bit sick because i don't mind you as an individual believing whatever you want about anything to be fair as long as it doesn't harm someone else you can believe that i'm an elephant if that's what you want to believe but if it starts to harm me then i am no longer an elephant i am jack and yeah look, i get it not the best analogy but I hope that at least one of you gets what I'm saying. The point being, if you want to do some silly essential oil stuff, and I'm sorry, it is silly, then you go ahead. If you want to do your little rituals that make you happy, that's fine. But the moment you start rubbing essential oils into your dying daughter's feet, that is when it gets to me. That is when it's no longer funny. Unless you're doing it for OnlyFans and I'm paying. Then I can allow it. But all jokes aside, seriously, if you're doing something for yourself, that's fine. But when it comes to... to serious things like death and cancer and all that sort of rubbish sorry but if you're not going to go through the proper processes that's your own fault deep but true anyway guys that is going to do it for this one once again if you have any spare cash and you want it to go to a really good cause then please check out the link in the top of the description whatever platform you're on click it and donate whatever you can to support me in my fundraising for kids charity what they do is they just pretty much help out disabled children and their families and gain some sort of equality in this world. It's a very noble cause and I'm running quite a long way for it. And you get a shout out in the next video and you get to see me if we hit the goal in full Karen attire. Who wouldn't want that? So get donating. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.